Welcome to Living on the Creek podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. These uh, short stories tell of people that lived in and around Horselip Creek in Jackson County. I hope you enjoy the podcast. This podcast is titled Old Friends and Tough Times. I remember Frank talking about Ed Lakes and Eller, Ed's wife, our cousins whom he loved and talked about a lot. He told me several times that Ed was one of his best friends as a boy. Ed and Eller had four children, Loretta, Sharon, Polly, and Lowell. Polly and I keep up every once in a while and we see some of them down Bethel homecoming each year down on Horselip Creek. When Frank and Ed were little boys, they liked to hunt for bee trees. They knew that where you find bees in bee swarms, they would also be honey. They were looking for honey to take home to eat. One Saturday, they took a chopping ax and a, cr- a cross-cut saw, and they went off to the woods looking for a bee tree with some honey in it. They decided to go to Mink Holler, and they found a chestnut tree with a beehive in it. A lot of times, chestnut trees are hollow. Hollow trees are good for bees to build in and make honey. The bees were going in the bottom of the tree, so they don't own. So they'd done the only thing they could do, and that was to saw the tree down to get the honey. The only trouble was this tree was not on Grandpa Charlie's property. About the time they got the tree on the ground, they looked up, and here came Doc Carpenter walking down the tree the boys had just cut. They were on Doc's place and they'd cut Doc's tree without his permission. Doc didn't say anything to the boys about the tree, and they said very little to him. They loaded up the honey in the buckets that they brought with them, and they left out of there in a hurry. They knew if they could get that honey out of there without old man Doc Carpenter whipping them, or worse, telling their daddies on them, that it'd be a blessing from the maker above. Something sweet to eat was as scarce as hen's teeth in those days. And the next time Frank and Ed decided to go bee tree hunting, they paid a little more attention to whose property they were on. I'd say that old man Doc Carpenter was pretty impressed with those boys being as young as they were, finding that bee tree and cutting it down by themselves and getting the honey, but I'm sure he didn't tell them. It was tough times on Horselick Creek, not just for a year or two, but Frank said all the time that he was growing up. But the people there were neighbors and they lived through the depression and might not even realized it. There was little food and hardly any money. People just did what they had to do. They'd raise a garden and have milk cows because they could not afford to buy much at the grocery store. It was dangerous for a big fat groundhog to stick his head up out of the ground because he'd end up in the big pot in the fireplace. Frank said just down from Old Bethel Church, what we now call the George Isaacs place was a spring. He said that water coming out of that spring was cold enough that if you held your hand in it long enough, it felt like it was frostbite. This was the place where the folks that lived right there in that area at Horselick uh, would put their milk. And he said they would carry the milk down to the spring. When they wanted milk, they'd have to walk down to the spring and get it. And I asked Frank where they put their other perishable food and he said I don't know but I can't remember having anything else 
Well, I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm pretty lazy and I hate to even have to get up off the couch and get my milk out of the refrigerator. That must be at least eight or 10 feet to have to walk. But I, I probably would not have drank much milk in those days. And it's amazing how life and cultures have changed in such a short time span. If my grandpa Charlie Wick could have known that I would be able to record a CD in a studio, send two tracks by email via the internet to Strawberry, Arkansas, and the guy there would add a fiddle track and a mandolin track onto the CD and email it back, and you couldn't tell that he was not sitting in the studio and playing on the CD, I just don't think that he would have believed it. Thank you for joining the podcast. Hope you've enjoyed.